0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to NMP Talk Show. Uh, we are happy once again to have you over on our show this this evening. And uh, today we're talking with you and interchanging on experience and tips on how to cope with mental health issues. And as usual, I'm not by myself. I'm with my co-host uh, Figile Nkosi. Figila, Figi how are you?
1: I'm doing great now. Thank you for hosting us again. Um you know, we we I, I enjoy our Mondays. Some people find Monday is dragging, but I find Monday is interesting because we are discussing issues that affect everyone, one way or the other. If it doesn't affect you directly, it has an impact in your life, one way or the other. It doesn't matter whether you are young or you are old. You are male, you are female. We don't discriminate. So I'm always looking forward to the, uh, to our talk shows. Uh, today we're talking about teen depression. It is a pandemic on the rise. Yes. What about it? Is yes. there anything you want to share with us yeah. before we can have our
0: guest? We uh, definitely, um, by the way, we're also not alone. we with Sis Kemi, Sis Malau. Welcome Sis can can unmute yourself. Ah, uh, there you Good go.
2: Evening, Good evening, Good uh, evening, Thank you, thank you once again for being here.
0: Awesome.
2: In the show. awesome.
0: We're always happy to have you over, uh, sis So, like uh, my co-host thank has, you. yeah, like my co-host has said that we're talking about teen depression, uh, which is a pandemic on the rise. Uh, we just coming out from uh, a pandemic, a COVID uh, pandemic. But we've had this one forever, you know, since mankind um, was able to, to walk the earth. Um, and uh, we, it's something that we really need to talk about. So this depression is a complex mental health issue that manifests itself in many different ways. And particularly for teenagers, uh, it can be especially difficult to cope with because now they're already experiencing a variety of challenges in their life. You know, uh, hormonal changes, increase in academic pressure, social expectations, and this really is really overwhelming uh, to these teenagers. Mm. And they need somewhere to, you know, let out. So today, we want to talk to you teenagers. Uh, we have a professional in our midst, sis uh, that will also help us, you know, with some tips. If you have any questions, we'll be able to, to answer. And um, some of the questions we might not answer today, but then Syshaimi will always be available for consultation if you really need to. We want to welcome everyone that is joining us on Telegram. We see you. We take note of you. Sino, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can raise your hand if you want to comment as well during the show. Uh, but thank you so much. We also have um, audience on Riverside FM that we... Uh, streaming from. So we want to welcome them. We're also streaming on Facebook Live. We're streaming on Twitter. So almost every um, platform that you can think of, we are there. We're also on Twitch. If you didn't know what Twitch is, uh, Google, you'll know what Twitch is. We're also yeah. there. If you want to to see this, yeah,
1: and from my side, we are live on TikTok as well, so we are everywhere. You know, um, you, you're touching something very interesting. Growing up, we were yeah. told that um, teenagers or kids can never uh, be depressed, you know, and uh, as I grow old, I realized that you know what, it's because we never understood that depression can happen Mm -hmm. to anyone. So I'm happy that we are having this platform where our young ones will be able to actually find a safe space where they can talk to us. They can pose their questions, ask us to how to deal with a depression. How do you notice that you are depressed? Because our African parents, actually, they don't believe in depression. We still, um, some of them, maybe they, they, are actually finding it not difficult to believe that there is depression in kids, but most yeah, of yeah. Um, us black parents, we still don't believe that our kids can be depressed. We ask them, "Why would you de- be depressed? Because you're young. I feed you. I, I." Give you money to go to school. You eat what do you want. Who do you owe? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot that You're happens. You're not anyone. Why are you depressed? <laughs> Why would you be depressed? Yeah. Because I'm the only one who's allowed exactly. to be depressed. Now I'm happy that we are creating yeah. that safe space for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 if you've noticed on the news, uh, you you've also seen the rise of uh, the crime that, that that is taking place at schools. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this could be a, a contributing factor because, you know, mental wellness um, or mental health goes a long way. If you're not healthy up there, um, you're depressed, you know, your emotions are not okay. Um, a lot of things can happen in your life. And it not just only affects you, but it affects a lot of people that around yes. you. So talking about it really helps, you know, it gives insight. On, on what to look out for. If you have teenagers, if they you're seeing a change in their behavior, you know what to do and, and how to, to react on that. Mm. The critical question to ask is, how do you deal with it? Or how do you help them deal with depression? Because mm-hmm. like you're saying, uh, growing up, um, not giving out our age.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. You can never be depressed. We're not,
0: <laughs> you can never, yeah. You can never be depressed, but but uh, in reality, depression mm-hmm. is there, you know. I think even babies they get, get depressed,
1: depressed sometimes. yes. Uh, but, uh, we, we, we've got yeah. num- uh, uh, Auschemy. maybe I can tell us, um, on that, you know, just to clarify as to what was yeah. uh thought of. Back in the days, because she isn't the profession who has who's glued up, um, about depression, whether in kids, teenagers, and yes. adults, I, is there a difference, um,
2: yes. You can unmute,
0: yes, okay. Uh, I will say that uh, you
2: know depression. I think, I think the, the, the tricky issue there is probably also the terminology
3: mm-hmm.
2: that uh, everybody will go through depression in life, uh, but especially more teen and adolescent because of the life challenges they're facing, they're trying to navigate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, peer pressure, school, uh, family dynamics. So they, they are the, the, the two groups that are mostly affected. Mm-hmm. But everybody goes through depression. But I think maybe as, as Fikile is asking a question, were we feeling depressed when we were young? We were, but we didn't know what it was. We probably were not even calling it depression mm-hmm. because I think that the term depression, some maybe will say it comes from, you know, uh, the English words, the the, the, the the so-called universal language that we are using, mm-hmm. Whereas you know if, if, if you can think about when you go through difficult things in life and then you are sad, what will you call it? Yeah So somebody will call it depression or you're heartbroken. somebody will call it depression or you're feeling so lonely you know it's depression. But it, it probably maybe people think oh depression is just that weight, it's it's a special weight talk to me if somebody else. Mm-hmm. it is happening to most of the people. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it's the confusion on the word depression, because some people just associate it with no no no, it's not happening mm-hmm. to me. It's happening to somebody mm-hmm. else. But if you ask them, how are you doing? No, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling, you know, uh, very heartbroken Mm -hmm. what the issue is. But in reality, they're feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think depression has always been there. Perhaps the issue of the terminology that, you know, we are using Western words. We have our own, perhaps, African weight for depression. I am
1: not sure. Everybody the delegate. I don't know in uh, in Sitsucho or Swahili what it's called, but
0: uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Hey>. <laughs> so, so there is a term. There yes, is a terminology yes. that we 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 never actually allow to use. Mm. Actually, as kids, mm. now, you mentioned um, that it happens to everyone at one, at some point or the other. You know, one way or the other. So, if you were to meet or. Oh, To our listeners out there, what would you advise them to look at? Because if you were to ask me, are you depressed? No. But uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling sad. What is it that they have to look for in their feelings Mm. for them to know that they are feeling depressed? And then we'll get to how can they deal with it later?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, a very, very important question, because how then do you know that you are depressed or somebody you know is depressed? Mm -hmm. various signs that you are in that person. For example, if you are used to that person being a tough person, all of a sudden he's withdrawn, all of a sudden he's speaking less, he's not engaging, you just always feel like you know he's out there alone in a little corner or if it's a teenager always in his room or her room locking herself you don't even know what she's doing and 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 if it's a person who normally doesn't sleep a lot you know we, mm. we are all required to sleep 7 to 8 hours but if if you can observe that you no know, his sleeping patterns he sleep less too much less or A lot unnecessarily. Those are some of the signs that shows you that this person is going through some form of depression. It will not show on his face because, you know, some of this, it's like with, with many diseases, you don't see a disease on a person's face, a a written that this person has got depression or has got um, diabetes or no. You will know through certain signs, through certain diagnostic measures that will take place by profession, by doctors who diagnose this, but but from, from just an observant point of view, you're going to see those things that uh, the person, one of the most critical one is being withdrawn. As soon as you notice your child is withdrawn in a way that is not usual, that is one of the signs. Mm-hmm. As soon as you realize he's not talking much, you know, he's always quiet, he could be sitting with you watching TV, but very quiet, very withdrawn, or as I say, keeping to himself to his room or being distant from everybody else, not even wanting to be active in the activities that he's normally used to. Then you should know, you should know there is something that is off, there's something that is not right. And the minute you you observe it, you must engage that person. Mm-hmm. You must talk to him or her. You ask questions. What is going on? I can notice that you are not okay. I can notice that you are a little bit withdrawn. What is the problem? So you engage, you observe, and then you engage because you wanna get out of this person, out of this teenager, what exactly is the problem? And we must also understand that depression is the outcome stroke the result of something that is happening mm-hmm. so in in a way depression becomes the the symptoms of a problem which has got roots mm-hmm. so as as you, you 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 do therapy with most of the people with depression you realize that actually they get, they are depressed because there's an underlying problem and the underlying problem could be many. For one, it's this. For another, it's that. For another, it's that. But you're going to know those uh, a root problem when you go deeper during the therapy session, when you ask certain questions. Some of them are very uncomfortable, but you have to ask them because you want that person to lead mm-hmm. you to where the real problem is. And as you probe, as you apply those techniques that you apply, eventually the person leads you to where the problem is. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to say, okay, now, now we understand why you are mm-hmm. depressed. You are depressed because of one, two, three. But initially a person will just say, I am depressed and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then as you speak, as you question as you go deeper, you eventually get to the point where you get what the problem is, and then you begin to deal with the problem, the root problem, which has led to the depression.
0: So, is this how me, that's, you, that's that's yeah, thanks for the for that explanation. Uh we'll be able to identify somebody mm-hmm. like that. Uh but I, I, I hear that you're talking about symptoms that are very subtle, you know, so, somebody who's withdrawn, or they they spend time on their own or they're they, they're not active. Um I've read some way um of course you you're the professional here, uh I stand to be corrected. And uh what I've read it was saying that um uh, these symptoms symptoms come on English? <laughs> Can include, can include sadness, <laughs> feelings of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you spoke about uh, loss of interest in activities. Um, um, uh, it speaks uh, um, about fatigue, changing appetite, sleeping problems, and difficulty concentrating. And the other one that that really um, you know caught my attention is irritability. Somebody will be irritable most of the times, and you're not sure what what is the cause of it, but then they they're mostly irritable. You are used to a person who you can joke around with and all of that, but all of a sudden they've changed, they're irritable. they have suicidal thoughts, you know, and uh, these symptoms very negatively impact the relationships that they have, their school performance. And the overall quality of their life, mm-hmm. and, and this is this is really sad. If you are not able to identify that and, and help the person deal with it, um, I, I think we fail in them, and that's why we're seeing a lot of a higher rate of suicides or, you know, teenagers bursting out, yeah. you know, um, going out killing on a, on a killing spree, or they're just doing things, you know, to hurt other people because. They are going through this, which we need to identify at an early stage.
1: You, you, you know, um, I mentioned two things that I wanted to, to, to actually voice out as well. Uh, you know, she said they become withdrawn. These days, our mm. kids, it's actually more difficult to identify when they are withdrawn because of these devices.
0: Oh, technology.
1: You You know, they come back from school, they take their devices, they go to their rooms, close their doors, and they are on their devices. So it's difficult for us as parents, to, to, to actually identify whether they withdrawn because they are depressed or they withdrawn because they just want to spend more time on their uh, devices. Wh- what would you give advice to us as parents alsoi? Is there any advice you can give us?
2: Yes, uh, Fiki, what will happen is that you, you, you there will be a difference between when your child just like to sit in his bedroom, and be busy on the phone because a lot of teenagers do that. Mm. But you know, if it's your child, you know your child, Viru, and well. you know the attributes of your child. If, for example, like I said earlier, if he's a talkative person, all of a sudden he's no longer talking a lot, he's withdrawn. But you know that he always uses his phone. He's always in his bedroom and it's normal. There's no problem. But you're going to pick up and notice a couple of few things. Uh, some of them never have added them. Mm-hmm. For example, fatigue. Mm-hmm. What fatigue does fatigue do? It leads you to sleeping more. So the sleeping patterns of that person could change. He's he being inactive in the things that is normally active. For example, as, as Neva has said, mm-hmm. So he, he starts switching off a bit from the activities that he's normally involved in, either being school, either being work if he's an adult, work related, or generally somebody, let's say, for example, he's a he's a he's a fitness person, he goes to the gym. All of a sudden, for a week he's not going to the gym, but he, he's not even saying anything that you know, I'm not going to the gym maybe because I'm tired. He just withdraws from those activities. So there will be a difference between when your children are just busy on the phone like normal teenagers because that's what they do these Mm -hmm. days. But you are going to notice that even if, you know, he's busy on the phone, because, for example, you may be engaging that child over something, whether you're asking whether he has done his chores or or he, he hasn't, the manner in which he's going to respond to you, you're going to sense and and pick up and observe something. That wait a minute, okay. I know, I know he, you know, he always keeps himself into the bedroom. But why is he talking to me like this? Like Noah has mentioned. Why does he sound like he is irritable? And, and 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 it's all those things that are around that person, that are around that teenager, that are, are creating all these different attributes that all of a sudden you see them he's withdrawn, he's irritable, he's fatigued, he's losing interest in normal activities that he's used to. If, for example, he will do his homework before he sleep all of a sudden he's not even due there, performance at school becomes very bad, etc, etc. So you are going to pick up. Perhaps for somebody that you don't live with in the same house or is not your children, you may say it's very difficult for me to pick up whether he's depressed mm-hmm. or not. But and depression that needs attention will go on for at least two weeks. Okay. Because, you know, you might be depressed for a day, you had a hard day, or the teenager has had a terrible day at school, some some of the kids maybe were bullying him, and it will pass. Tomorrow he wakes up in the morning, life goes on as normal The the kind of depression that leads to, to, to some of these consequences like suicide, is the one that will carry on for days, for a week, mm. for two weeks, unattended. And then that one can pose a very serious problem because it needs major, major attention. Mm. And we can talk about how, how does one intervene from a family point of view or a friend, etc. Yes.
0: I have a question, Sisrami. Does mm. genetics play a role in, in depression?
2: um yes and no Mm -hmm. yes and no uh yes in the sense that um you know depression is it's not it's it's a state of 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 mind it's a state of 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 body because all the these things work together it's a state of mind that is not in a good state it's a state that your mind your mental health is not good it's going to affect your body it's gonna affect how you feel, it's gonna affect how you function. So being an, an, an hereditary issue, it's it's it it probably won't be a dominant thing. It won't be a dominant thing because depression is caused by life events,
3: mm-hmm. it's
2: caused by circumstances around you, mm-hmm. it's caused mostly by Environmental factors up, around you, like you, as we are saying, you know, somebody could be depressed because he had got a, a child, a bad childhood that was never. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be depressed because he has got a problem today. It's things of today that maybe you know. I mean, I, I had one of the the teenagers who 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 is going to, uh, for therapy that the first thing he said to me, he's depressed because his friends have got. Expensive watches, a, a cars, and then you know, mm-hmm. designer clothes. Yeah. And for a minute I was I was actually dizzy because I was thinking, you know, I look at him and say, he's just a teenager, he should be focusing on food. Mm-hmm. But he is busy and to the level that he's depressed mm-hmm. by all of these things. So these are environmental factors. These are the things that people see around them Mm -hmm. and it influences them to say, if Bani has got an expensive watch, why can't I have it? Why can't my dad buy Mm -hmm. me? And then because he doesn't have it or his father doesn't buy it, all of a sudden he's depressed. And it's just amazing how how some kids can be depressed by certain things. But depression is is very real. It's very real because as teenagers, they don't know how to deal with it. So they are sad. They're, they're angry, they're lonely, and some of them may not even know, as I've said earlier, that it's depression. Mm-hmm. But a person just know that I'm in a bad space. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not okay, and I don't even want to talk to people, mm-hmm. you know. So that's how they withdraw. You, you- so, yeah. yeah, hereditary may be there, but I honestly don't think it plays a serious role
0: because
2: mm-hmm. I, I haven't come across in, in my profession, in my practice, where... Somebody says, or a father says, you know, this son of mine or this daughter of mine has got depression because in our generational bloodline, you know, our grandmother or a great-grandfather had depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but obviously, medically the doctors will be able to say perhaps the heredity might be linked to that. Mm-hmm. But from a psychosocial therapeutic point of view, it's mostly mm-hmm. affected by your environmental yeah. situation, your circumstances, peer pressure, the life around you, etc., etc.
0: You are so right there, Sisremi, um, because I understand trauma can also, you know, cause depression mm-hmm. and uh, divorce, mm-hmm. death in the yes. family. Um, those are very contributing uh, factors uh, towards depression, and additionally. Uh, social factors like bullying, peer pressure, uh, feelings of disconnect from peers, and uh, family can also play a, a very vital part in triggering those symptoms. So we really need to to calculate our costs or our steps, uh, you know, in, in families. What we do, how we treat each other around our, our children, our teens, Because that has a a negative effect on them if if we're not doing things Mm -hmm. right. Sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. you know, couples, you know, marriage is not easy. Mm -hmm. Some marriages um, are very rocky Mm -hmm. and they end up in divorce. Mm -hmm. But there is a solution for the couple, not the children. Mm -hmm. What they're giving the children afterwards is depression because now um, you're living with with two standards. When they go visit their father... The father has now another wife or another family. They have to adapt into it. They're coming back to you as a mother. Now you're treating them this way, you're doing things this way. And and there's such a disconnect. And if these two parties, in fact, had divorced, um, they will have ill treatment in between them. And that will filter through their children where now, when, when they're visiting the father, the father will speak bad of their mother. Or vice versa with their mother, they speak bad of their, their father. But we're not saying this cannot happen. Unfortunately, it does happen. But we just need to make sure our decisions, we must know that our decisions affect our children, affect the teenagers. And we need to really be calculating in that.
1: You, you, you know, uh, I, another yeah. thing I wanted to add, um, mentioned that we need to, to, to ask questions. As um, hmm. I read and I listen a lot to others, I re- I learned one thing that sometimes as parents, we ask questions that are going to embarrass the person that we're trying to help. And that person is not going to be helped because now you already embarrassed me. I will never be able to open up now because of the question that you asked me. Um, you already judging me. That's what they will say. So I think when we are probing the questions, you need to to find a way that will make you get to the core of what causes that child to be depressed in a way that you don't ask the embarrassing questions to your child or to your spouse or to your colleague or to your friend, you know? So that will help as well. Uh, Before we get, I I wanted to say that before we get to the solution now, we discuss the depression in teenagers. So what do we think may be the, the solution to them? First
2: can I go yes, for yes. it Yes 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 go please. for it Oh yeah. so, so the solution as 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 you say I, just before I go to the solution Pikile you mentioned something very important mm-hmm. that uh, sometimes when you engage them they feel embarrassed I think it's it's the manner the approach that mm-hmm. one uses must be very helpful mm-hmm. instead of being headful mm-hmm. So if the approach is in such a way that you, you, you persuade the, the, the person to actually open up. You're going to get more out of that person. Mm-hmm. But if the approach of asking questions are in such a way that they're very direct, you know, uh, for example, if you're going to say, are you depressed? Mm-hmm. Uh, that person is going to be resistant. He's not even going to yeah. ask you yeah. questions. But you, you can begin to ask questions like, as I was saying earlier on, you know, you seem quiet today. Uh, my boy, what's going on, you know, are you okay, can I help you with something, You, you keep on going on with those kind of, you know, polite questions up until you get to a point that now you are able to navigate and get deeper and then that child will open up. So the approach of asking questions are also going to be very important in terms of you exactly getting a lot out of that person rather than him or her seeing it as you now intruding or you're embarrassing or you're even being judgmental uh, uh, to to, to him or her. Mm -hmm. So the approach is important. Now, the the solutions. One of the first solutions, as as, as I've mentioned earlier on, observe the Mm signs. So that will be absolutely number one point. Observe the signs, observe those things that we talked about earlier on and say, I'm smelling that, you know, maybe my child is depressed. So you pass that step. And then secondly, you say, I'm now convinced because what you'll do, you, you you observe the signs, give yourself time a day or two or even three days because maybe one day you might be jumping the gun and thinking we're depressed, like I said, we can all be depressed mm-hmm. for a day or two mm-hmm. because of stress, some miracle and all that, but the third day we move on. So mm-hmm. that is the depression that is okay, that is normal, that is acceptable. So you give yourself a day, two, three days and say, there's warning signs, but I can see them, they're carrying on, mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're carrying on to the second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. Then that's when you must start being worried and say, there is a problem here. So after observing those signs, you then go to the person engaged. You then approach and ask questions. Those polite, those non, uh, 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 non, um what do you call it? The, the one that are not judgmental, the one that are not uh, intimidating to the person because you want that person to open up. So you will ask questions, you know, what's going on? I can I can see you 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 are withdrawn. I can see you are not performing well at school. What is the problem? How can I help you? You know you go on today. You might get two answers tomorrow. You, you carry on. You get other answers, and then you are going to gather that information. That information, when you gather it, you are going to convince to be convinced that definitely this kid. Has got depression Mm -hmm. and then as you come towards that end of that that analysis of of you gathering the information and then you can you can now open up and say you know i think you're going through depression am i correct or not because you still want the person to confirm without you deciding for him or her that he is depressed so you ask those kind of questions like open-ended questions I sense that you are probably depressed because of one, two, three, four, those things, those signs you, you have been assessing over a period of three or four days or so. And then once he, he has got that trust in you, because they they, they want to also trust the person they are communicating their state of depression to. So if he sense he can trust you, he'll open up and say, I think, yes, I am going through uh, some sadness, they may not call it depression mm. as I say, I'm, call, I'm going through this and this are the reasons or they may not even say what are the reasons so you keep on asking if they don't give you reasons, you keep on asking and then you say I'm here, I need to help you, uh, you know, do you think I can help you as your mother, father or do you think we need to go to a professional, a therapist uh, whoever, social worker, to help you and then if it's open to that you say okay then let's do that we'll book you uh, so that we go and consult mm-hmm. but if 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 you in a in a home situation you believe you can engage and helping because perhaps as never said some of these kids are depressed because of the difficulties that goes between parents, mm-hmm. A divorce, mm-hmm. the, the fight. Sometimes it's not even divorce, but parents are always fighting, mm-hmm. uh, fighting in front of kids. The mm-hmm. kids get depressed. They don't even know they must take sides or side with the mother or the mm-hmm. father. So the things that parents do as well are very, very critical in how they contribute towards the level of depression. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when that child opens up, you will say, yeah, I am in this state because you and, you know, you and dad or you and your mom are always fighting, you're always doing. And then you then begin to realize, OK, we are the cause of this kid depression. Mm-hmm. And so you then need to reassure that, that child and say, OK, now that you say me and your dad are a problem, I'm reassuring you. We're going to work on this. We're going to deal with this. And then we're going to come back. And inform you and give you feedback how we are dealing with this because it is affecting you, it is affecting your life, it is affecting your school, it is affecting your relationship out there. Mm-hmm. So the onus now becomes on you as parents, if that is the reason. As I said, reason could be many, root causes could be could be many. But let's just say it's, it's a parental issue. Mm-hmm. The parents are fighting or they're divorcing, then you're gonna have to work on those things. Separately as parents yeah. to ensure that your problems do not continue to affect that child yeah so that will be the solutions and and you do it step by step because you don't want to jump into the latter step without actually engaging on a step that maybe had you gone through you could have even helped and solve the problem some of them you might find if the the, the, the parents are empowered they can be able to help the child but where they feel they're not empowered, then they need to seek professional help and say, let's go and seek help for you. You know, you need therapy. You need somebody to talk to you. Because then we applied all the, all those different techniques, uh, cognitive behavioral uh, techniques or talk therapy, whatever the situation may be. And then we, 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 we now will go deeper and find out where, is this cause or there may be another cause? Because yeah. sometimes, there's always another cause. The cause that is presented is not always the real one. There's another real one beneath there is, yeah. the one that presented.
0: Yeah. Since Remy, um, we understand that you you have to go now. Um, so before we we lose you.
2: No, okay. Okay. Just five minutes. Okay. Okay. All right, no, be, uh,
1: All right,
2: because this All right, because has got five we, we have minutes. Can
1: I ask a quick question? Yeah. Uh as a professional yes, um in the house. Um Sis do you think um it is Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You as a professional, or Sis
1: as the professional in the in the field that we are yeah,
0: talking yeah. about. This English, we must, we must be <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: no, no. I mean, because Sis is the professional in the field um, of our topic today. Uh, Sis Khemi, do you think uh, to uh, to our listeners? I think I'm asking on behalf of our listeners out there to say, do you think it's crucial for us mm-hmm. as parents, even if we don't think our kids are depressed because um, one way or the other, our kids are exposed to so many things and maybe that depression is caused uh, due to a pile up of emotions uh, negative emotions that are happening on a daily um, lives. Maybe the environment or the social side of things is the one that causes that depression. Do you advise that as parents, we can send our kids for a consult and then you as a professional will be able to determine whether you want to see this child more or you you will say okay it is fine you can just bring her the, another time maybe quarterly just to check like you you are you are checking your your, your mental health not because you are suffering uh, from depression but you are checking if it's not there or it's not going there what will you think what do you think
2: I think if 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 you you are worried and you observe that there could be something wrong in my child, and you are not sure, you have gone through you know a couple of days. You you think there could be something wrong. Uh, uh, as I say, engage with the child first, mm-hmm. and then if if both of you agree, there's a problem. Sometimes you may not agree, mm-hmm. but you are very concerned. Mm-hmm. So you 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 can book a consultation for that child and say. I am not sure what is going on, but you as a professional, because then we will do an assessment. We assess and say we need to find a diagnosis from a social perspective, not from a medical perspective. Mm-hmm. So we diagnose and 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 find out what is the problem. So if it's a mental health issue and we say, okay, this is this is the the, 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 the level of, of 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 mental health situation of this child and this are the various triggers. These are the various causal factors. And because of this, you know, it it differs from one child. One child, you will end up having perhaps two sessions, one child you can have four sessions because the issues might be deep-rooted. Mm-hmm. You're not going to uproot them in one session or two sessions. So it varies from one child to the to the other depending on the causal factors. Another one, you know, you assess him one one consultation and you like, no, 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 no. There is not much of a problem here. It's just that this, this kid needs attention mm-hmm. on this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And then there's no need for this. Child to come for a second session or not, Mm -hmm. but you will say to the parents only if you are observing something that is strange, then you can bring that that child back. But for some people, where they need long term therapy, could be four sessions, could be six, up until you are convinced as a therapist that I am now having this kid at at a point where I know now he can function independently, he can be himself again, he's social. so, social, emotional, body, well-being, it's all balanced. It's all going to allow him to function well because at the end of the day, it's about promoting functionality mm-hmm. because we, we want human beings who can function uh, optimally, whether they're at school, at work, in all their fields of, of, of careers, wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really for the parent and you know, one of the most important thing is for parents to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I would like to say this I don't know how a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Parents don't pay attention to their children. Mm-hmm. And, and and they get caught off guard. That I was not aware that my my children my child is doing one, two, three. Because they're always busy. They're always worried about their jobs and mm. and their meetings and their whatever. They just never pay attention. So there's a lot of things that are going around children while the parents are not paying attention. And I think some Somebody mentioned, I don't know whether it's Fikil or Neu, who said, you know, parents will say, but I'm providing for this kid everything. I'm providing the house, the food, the, the clothing. I'm, I'm even buying him some, you know, nice Gadgets. stuff. But sometimes mm-hmm. kids are not fascinated by those things. Mm-hmm. They're fascinated by you paying attention to their life, mm-hmm. you showing interest into their lives, you asking them how was their day. You asking them how is school work? Is he coping? Or can you help them? The, those little, you know, social emotional things are very important, especially to teens because they are still growing mm-hmm. up. So their emotional intelligence, it's at an all time low and they need the parents to be there all the time just to check are you okay can i help you you know are you coping etc etc when they get to adolescent stage they begin to be a little bit independent but they still need parents who care so parents must pay attention pay attention pay attention
0: until you can no longer pay attention. So, uh, up, up to this far, we, we've spoken about what the parents um, can do and how they can identify these changes. We we haven't really touched on um, how we can help the children. Yes, a little bit you have, uh when you said that uh, they can have consultation uh, where um, they can be able to be helped. But before I get into that, I see uh, Sino would like to comment, you know, welcome to the show. You can unmute yourself.
3: Hi. Yes, um, hello. I was, <laughs> thank you. Um, I was just listening to Syskemi and I related a lot. Um, so I thought I should just share my experience before I go and put the kids to bed. Um, so When I was 11, 12, I had mild depression, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was, um, you know, teenage blues or preteen blues. Um, but my mom, I was, I was blessed enough to have a mom that understood those things. And so she observed, I did all those things that she mentioned, sleeping a lot, isolating. Um, and my mom said one day, why don't you write in a diary? And one of the other things she used to do is when I get home from school, she would show me faces of emotions and say, today, how are you feeling? And I would share with her. Um, so my, my mom lost her sister to suicide and that encouraged her. She was a nurse. It encouraged her to study psychology. And she's now a registered former counselor and formal debriefer with her own um, practice. And I think that is what caused her to, to realize um, and understand so, like, just like Sushemi was saying, she always took an interest. She always was there for me to sit and talk out my feelings. And one of the things she, you know, being open with my mom, I used to always share what I wrote in my diary when I started writing in the diary. And then she would say, "I've noticed you always write negative things about yourself, about what happened at school. Um, why don't you now look at what happened that was nice at school?" And write that down. Mm. And I think that changed um, my the outlook, thought pattern. Mm. Um, because I remember very vividly, I would wake up in the morning. Yes, I would wake up and think, oh, I'm still alive. I would actually be sad to wake up in the morning um, because I was being bullied at school. And um, it wasn't like an obvious... I wasn't being hit or anything it was verbal it was very much verbal um yeah, sure. words like mean words from kids at school so i, I had anxiety school. and if i when i when i would sleep i would think oh, i wish i wouldn't wake up um so it's like I, I always kind of yearn for a very peaceful way to just go um but uh, the thing that used to stop me was that I, I thought, oh, wait, if I try to end my life, my mom will be sad, not my bullies. Mm-hmm. And I was taught about the Bible, and I think, oh, Jesus died for me. If I die, I've been grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the things that those thoughts would stop me from carrying my thoughts out but it was a constant um thought it was always like I used to think about it and fantasize about oh I wish my life would end um so by the time I hit 14 um that writing positively in my diary trying to and negative thought I had a very low self-esteem. I was bigger than all the other kids and things like that. So body image issues for days. And um I started every time I said something mean to myself internally when I was 14, um,
1: looks
0: like we lost our so guest day. Yeah. See are you able to hear us? Yeah, we seem to have lost it. Wow, I mean, uh, what she just um, shared with us really resonates with a lot, a lot of young young mm-hmm. people, and um, and I'm I'm happy that she had a mom like that, yeah. and and not to be bashing parents. I I, I know parents are doing very well. You know, they're trying their best to to be there for their children. Mm-hmm and uh they also have to contend with life you know they have their own issues they have to work they have to provide and you get to work you you get a bully yourself um at work and you have to come back and be strong for your children at, back at home so it's it's quite a lot in on their plate uh, that they had to to juggle yeah. But we, we thank you so much for, for sharing that, you know, um, unfortunately we lost. You know, that, unfortunately uh, we lost, you know,
1: you know, she said something very profound from my side, because as we were doing a mm. research on our topic today, I read of people who were reading the Bible and they look at certain examples that are in the Bible that help them cope, Mm. because when you're looking at Job, when you're looking at David, and you're looking at the things that they went through, it should encourage you to to, to be strong. You know, most of the time we want somebody to be there for us. Sometimes that somebody is not there for us, which means I now need to be Mm. there for myself. So the Bible helps uh, others, it helped me, it might help you, you know? And another thing that I read mm-hmm. is that um, most of the time we want to solve, I want to solve the problem myself My personally. Problems, yeah. I want to solve the problem. If you're telling me something that you're going through, I'm already thinking of a solution to your problem. But I've learned that I need to listen more because sometimes when this child is depressed, just wants you to listen, doesn't want you to do anything about um, what she's sharing with you. She just needs a listening ear. Mm -hmm. So I need to teach myself that I need to just listen to them as they speak. And I don't have to offer them um, any solution because probably there's no solution. So basically...
0: Basically creating a a safe space for them. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Just for them to be able to talk, you know. And another thing uh, as a friend then, I learned that as a friend, I need to be there for my friends in times of distress. Because they need to know that they've got a safe space where they can pour out their hearts. They can tell me how they're Mm. feeling and I can help. Most of the time we run away because I have to help financially. But um, I've Mm -hmm. learned that sometimes you can help out a person who's depressed. They don't even want to clean their houses. So I can just come in and say, can I clean your house for you? I realize that you are not feeling well.
0: Basically, you give him practical help. Yes,
1: yes. You know, uh, because they can't do anything. Yes, they can't do anything. So I can just come in and, like, you know what? Just go take a shower. I'll just clean your room. I'll pack nicely for you to come back and be in a, a very fresh room. Even for our kids, we can do mm. that. Sometimes we tend to shout Mm. that their rooms are dirty, not really realizing Mm. that their rooms are dirty because maybe they're going through depression. Like you have said that uh, Mm. we are busy as parents. We are working. I'm worried about Mm. the bills that I need to pay. I'm worried about how are they going to get to school? What are they going to eat? You know, there's a lot that's going on in my head. And I need now to sit, take a step back and say, okay, yes, I want their room to be clean. But why did you did you not clean? And now start observing the child to see if there's anything that's going on. Instead of me yeah. shouting, now I can just help them clean their rooms and keep it clean and try to listen, try to probe to see if there's any problem. If not, then we can move on.
0: Yeah. Just to pick up from there, uh, f- uh, mm-hmm. Figili, um, Creating a safe space is, is very important. We can also encourage them to, you know, regularly exercise, healthy eating habits, mm-hmm. positive social interaction with others. You know, uh, that could also strategically help them support themselves uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. And, and like uh, Sino has, has mentioned that her mom um, um, encouraged her to to write positives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted actually to ask her if, if she reads the, the diary for uh, to her mom, even now.
1: <laughs> I, I want to, she, she said, <laughs> actually, what I heard from her was that at the beginning, right, when she started girl? writing that journal, you know, she, 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 she was show with her mom. So <laughs> it is. means that she didn't
0: continue. She is. She is. Oh, that welcome is.
1: back, Sina. <laughs> can you
3: hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you now. Hi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um mm.
3: you know it's funny because um (laughs) I don't I don't share my diary with her anymore but I do very much express myself I I think I talk to my mom almost every day Mm -hmm. um so if I am you know through um throughout the years I have seen psychologists I still struggle with mild depression um sometimes and whenever I I feel like something's off I'll say, hey mom, uh, this is what's happening this is how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing Mm -hmm. should I go in for help or is it just, like, how should I and she will always be very clear with me, no, no, no you must book a psychologist like now, (laughs) you know Um, so her advice to me was always the rule of thumb, go see a psychologist before you are at a critical stage when you start feeling feelings of worthlessness and those things, and and you're low, and you can't get out of bed. Yeah, you know, just when it starts, yeah, go for help. Don't wait for it to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has helped me a great deal because I'm 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 I have to pay attention to myself now as an adult, mm-hmm. right? My mom is not there to observe me every day. So, um, yeah, I I still I'm still that girl that talks to my mom about everything. No, that's oh good. God, that's There's nothing wrong with it. That. Great.
0: Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Um, uh, We have come to the end of our show, but then I'll give you um, a moment, like um, uh, two seconds to to wrap up, uh, closing remarks. Uh, Maybe I'll start with you, Sino. um, Anything that you you would encourage young ones or teenagers that are going through depression?
3: I think open up because um I think if I had I was afraid to tell my mom I didn't want to um stress her or hurt her by saying I actually wish I could die um because this especially knowing she lost her sister Mm -hmm. um so now I was trying to protect her but she's an Adults, she's, her role is to protect me,
0: Mm -hmm. actually,
3: Mm -hmm. actually. so um, I wish I had gone forward and just said these are the thoughts I'm having, these are the feelings I'm having, Mm -hmm. and if, if I had done that earlier, she could have helped me earlier um and 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 even maybe taking me to see someone because at that stage i didn't i was only actually found out much later in life when i described my symptoms to a psychologist and they said you had mild depression back then um so just open up to your parents or a trusted someone you know um that can
0: help you all right thank you, thank you sino you, your help. line your line is, is breaking don't really bad um but we we got the gist of 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 yourself yeah, yeah. it'll
3: yeah. just get worse yeah thank um, you so, thank you so much for isolate. that sino. yeah, yeah and
0: uh Figele, any closing you know you? um
1: I've learned myself uh, through, uh, on this structure as much as I was hoping to be uh, actually opening a safe space for the young ones out there, that as parents, we need to think of our decisions because whatever we decide in life will affect our mm-hmm. kids, will have an impact on our kids. So whatever decision I make, I need to think of my kids I need to actually I can even consult with them to say this is the situation and I'm thinking of doing this how do you think about it and accept whatever uh, remark they will they will point out because they know better they know themselves better and as kids you need to to if you don't you can't speak to your parents write them a letter we are busy as parents Uh, We're living in a very fast days where we don't have time for you. Not that we don't have time for you per se, but the time is not there. I'm tired, I'm busy or whatever is happening in our lives. Write me a note, write me a letter to say, this is what is happening. And as a parent, I should have that five minutes moment to say, how was your day? You know, um, how was school, so that I opened that safe space for my children to be able to talk to me whenever the need arise.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. So my concluding thoughts, I actually wrote them down. I need to read them as they are. Um, In conclusion, teen depression is a serious mental health issue that requires attention and care from parents, educators, and health care providers. With early intervention, proper treatment, and a supportive environment, teens can manage their symptoms and lead happily uh, fulfilling lives. It is essential for adults to be vigilant in recognizing the signs of depression in teens and taking appropriate action to ensure their mental health needs are met. Those can never be overlooked. That's true. Really, um, if you're a parent, it, it is your responsibility to take care of your, your young ones. Mm-hmm. It's a God-given responsibility, and uh, we don't want to fail in it. Mm-hmm. But we're also aware that you are doing all you can um, to fulfill yes. it. And we, we really uh, take our heads off for you for, for doing that mm-hmm. as a parent. And we thank you for that, and we wish that you continue doing that. Because that will be um, building uh, a supporting structure for your children to time indefinite. Mm-hmm. So we hope uh, the teens that are going through depression are able to, you know, uh, gather some thoughts here, advice from 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 this show that will really uh, benefit them. And if they really want to open up um, or they want to speak to a professional, they they can also send us a, a message, mm-hmm. you know, an email. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can hook them up with our um, oh, sure. social worker, yes. sis Chemi. Yes. And uh, we thank you for tuning in, and thank you very much for supporting the show. And uh, my name is Naomi Rabedi. I'm with Figi Lankosi, and this is how we signing out. <laughs>
3: Hehehehehe <laughs>